Ashley Brock, reading Nora Roberts' book, Rising Tides, Chapter 9. Anna was thrilled to have the afternoon off. She loved her job, had both affection and respect for the people she worked with. She believed absolutely in the function and the goals of social work, and she had the satisfaction of knowing she made a difference. She helped people, the young single mother with nowhere to turn, the unwanted child, the displaced elderly person. Inside her burned a deep and bright desire to help them find a way. She knew what it was to be lost, to be desperate. Not one person who offered a hand would refuse to snatch that hand back, even when it was slapped or snapped at, could change. And because she had been determined to help Satya Lautner, she found Cam. A new life, new home, new beginnings. Sometimes she thought rewards came back to you a hundredfold. Everything she ever wanted, and even when she hadn't known she wanted it, was tied up in the lovely old house on the water. A white house with blue trim, rockers on the porch, flowers in the yard. She remembered the first day she seen it. She traveled alone along this same road with the radio blaring. Of course, the top had been up then, so the wind wouldn't tug her hair free of its pins. That had been a business call, and Anna had been determined to be all business. The house had charmed her, the simplicity of it, the stability. Then she walked around the pretty two-story house by the water and saw an angry, uncooperative, and sexy man repairing the back porch steps. Nothing had been quite the same for her since. Thank God. It was her house now. It was her house now. She thought with a smug grin as she drove fast along the road, waked by wide, flat fields. Her house in the country, with the garden, she imagined an angry, uncooperative, sexy man. He was hers, too, and so much more than she ever imagined. She drove along that long, straight road with warm Zebin howling about werewolves in London. This time, she didn't care if the wind tugged at her once tightly binded, pinned hair. She was going home. So the top was down and her mood was like she had work to do, but the report she needed to complete could be done on her laptop at home while her red sauce simmered on the stove and she decided they'd have linguine to remind Cam of their honeymoon. Not that this particular event seemed to be over. Even if they were back on the shore rather than row, she wondered if this wild and wicked passion they had for each other would ever cease. Ease and hope not. Laughing at her hope had herself, she zipped into the drive and nearly rammed her pretty little Corvette converted one to the rear of a dog race sedan with a rusted bumper. Once her heart had bumped back down into its proper place, she puzzled over it. It certainly wasn't Cam's kind of car, she decided. He might like to tinker with engines, but he preferred the fast and the sleek body to go around them. This aged and sturdy body looked anything but fast. Philip? She let out snort. That fatitious Philip Quinn wouldn't have placed his Italian loafers to foot in the warm floorboard of such a vehicle. Ethan then, she found herself frowning. Pickups of Jeeps were Ethan style, not compact Zans that had fenders still painted with gray prim primer. They were being robbed. She thought was a jolt that turned her heartbeat into a jackhammer. In broad daylight, no one ever thought to lock the doors around here. The house was sheltered from its neighbors by trees in the marsh. Someone was inside, picking through their things. Right now, eyes narrowed, she slammed out of the car. They weren't getting away with it. It was her house now, dim and her things, and then a half-baked burglar thought he could. She off. She looked into the sedan and saw the big pink rabbit in the car seat. A house burglar with a toddler and so grace. She realized with a thought. It was one... Of Grace Monroe's cleaning days. City girl, she chimed herself. The city instincts away. 
You're in another place now, feeling momentarily foolish. You returned her own car and heaped at her briefcase in a bag of fresh produce she picked up on the way home. As she stepped onto the porch, she heard the Montoya's hum of the vacuum, underscored by the bright tickle of a commercial on TV. Good domestic sounds, Anna thought, and she was more than delighted that she wasn't the one running the vacuum. Grace nearly dropped the wand when Anna came through the door. Obviously flustered, she stepped back, tripping the foot switch to turn the machine on. I'm sorry, I thought I'd be finished before anyone got home. I'm early. There were arms were full, Anna crouched in front of the chair where Aubrey sat magic, manically scribbling purple crown on a picture of an elephant in her car. That's beautiful. It's a plant. It's a fat. It's a terrific fat. Prettiest fat I've seen all day because Aubrey's nose just seemed to demand it. Anna gave it a quick kiss. I'm nearly done. Nerves danced through Grace's spine. Anna looked so professional in her business suit. The fact that her hair was toppled out and pins only made her seem professionally sexy. Grace said, I finished upstairs in the kitchen. I didn't know. I wasn't sure what you'd like, but I made up a casserole, scalp, potatoes, and ham. It's in the freezer. Sounds good. I'm cooking tonight. Anna rose and jiggled her bag cheerfully. She nearly stepped out of her shoes, then stopped herself. It didn't seem right to start cluttering things up when Grace was still in the middle of cleaning. She'd wait till later. But I won't But I won't get off early tomorrow, she continued, so it'll come in handy. Well, I Grace knew she was a little sweaty, a little grimy, and felt miserably outclassed by Anna's crisp blouse and tailored suit. And oh, those shoes, she thought, doing her best not to make her survey obvious. They were so pretty, so classic, and the leather looked soft enough to sleep on. Her toes curled in shame inside her face. White sneakers. The laundry's nearly done, too. There's a load of towels in the dryer. I didn't know where you wanted me to put your things, so I folded everything and left it on the bed in your room. I appreciate it. Catching up after a couple weeks away takes forever. And it caught herself before she squirmed. She never had a housekeeper in her life, and she wasn't quite sure of the proper procedure. I should put these away. You want something cold to drink? No, thanks. No, I should finish up and get out of your way. Curious, Anna thought. Grace had never seemed cool or nervous before. Though they didn't know each other well, Anna had felt they were friendly. One way or the other, she decided they had to come to terms. I'd really like to talk to you if you have the time. Oh, Grace ran her hand up and down the middle. Wandering. Sure, Aubrey, I'm going in the kitchen with Mrs. Quinn. Me too, Aubrey scrambled up and raced ahead with Tom. Her mother caught her. She was sprawled on the floor, intently creating a purple draft. That's, that's her collar this week, Grace commented. Automatically, she went to the refrigerator to get the illumination. She tends to settle on one until she wears the crown down to a nub, then she picks another. Her hand froze on the last she'd been about to say that. I'm sorry, she said simply. I wasn't thinking. And I said it back now. About what? Making myself at home in your kitchen. Aha, and I thought there was a problem. Two women, one house. They were both a little uneasy about the situation. She took a plump tomato from the bag, examined it, and set it on the counter. Next year, she was going to try to grow her own. You know what I liked about this house from the first time I stepped into the kitchen? It's the kind of place where it's easy to make yourself at home. I wouldn't want that to change. She continued to unload her bag, setting careful chosen vegetables on the counter. Grace had to bite her tongue and keep from mentioning that Ethan didn't care for mushrooms when Anna set a bag of them beside the peppers. It's your home now, Grace said slowly. 
you want to send it your own way. That's true, and I'm thinking of making some changes. Would you mind pouring that lemonade? It looks wonderful. Here it comes. Grace thought changes. Poured two glasses and took the plastic cup from the counter to fill for Aubrey. Here, honey, now don't spill. Aren't you going to ask me what changes? It's not my place. When did we get to have places? And it ran with just enough annoyance. But Grace is back. I work for you for the time being, anyway. If you're about to tell me you're quitting, you're really going to spoil my day. I don't care how much progress women have made. If I'm alone in the house with four men, I'll end up doing 90% of the housework. Maybe not at first. She continued pacing out, but that's just how it'll end up. It won't matter that I have a full-time job on top of it either. Cam hates housework, and he'd do anything he can to get out of it. Ethan's neat, neat enough, but he has a habit of making himself scarce. Except, well, he's dead, so that says it all. Phil only lives here on weekends, and he'll make the argument that he didn't make the best in the first place. Turtleback, are you telling me you're 20? Are you telling me you're quitting? It was the first time Grace had seen Anna under full steam, and she was both impressed and baffled. I thought you just said you were going to make some changes, and you were going to let me go. I'm thinking about getting some new pillows and having a sofa recover, and Anna said impatiently, not losing the person I already realized I'm going to depend on for most of my sanity around here. Do you think I didn't know who made sure I didn't come home to a house full of dishes and laundry and dust? Do I look like an idiot to you? No, I... The beginning of a smile for the original. I worked my tail off so you'd notice. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we sit down and start over That'll be good. I'm sorry. For all the nasty things I let myself think about you know, the last few days. <laughs> She's more hilarity. I forgot how much I liked you. I'm outnumbered around here, Grace. I could, could sure use another woman. I don't exactly how... I don't know exactly how these things are done. And since I'm the outsider here, you're not an outsider. Grace, all but came to You're Cam's wife, and you've been a part of his life, of all her lives, a great deal longer. She turned her hands, palms up, smile. Let's get this one thing out of the way so we can forget it. Whatever you've been doing around here works just fine for me. I appreciate knowing you're doing it so I can concentrate on my marriage. But said, and on my job, are we clear there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since my instincts tell me you're kind, understated person, I'm going to confess that I need you a lot more than you need me and throw myself on your mercy. A quick, easy laugh made shallow dimples flickering crazy. I don't think there's anything you couldn't do. Maybe not, but I swear to God, I don't want to be Wonder Woman. Don't leave me alone with all these men. Grace nibbled on her lip from him. If you're going to have the living room sofa redone, you'll need new curtains. I was thinking Priscilla's. They beamed at each other perfect. Of course. Mama, gotta pee. Oh, Grace sprang up and scooped a frantic dance and all the out. We'll be right back. And had a good chuckle. And Rose stripped off her jacket and prepared to start her sauce. The kind of cooking the familiar, the dependable, relaxed her, and since she had no doubt that it would earn her points with the twin men when they got home, she intended to enjoy herself. It pleased her as well that she cemented a basis of friendship with Grace. She wanted the benefit of a small town and country living. The neighbors, one of the reasons she'd been restless during her time at D.C. was the lack of connection with people who lived and worked around her. She moved to Princess Anne. She found something of that... Of the old neighborly ease she'd grown up with in her grandparents' well-established section of Pittsburgh, and now she thought 
She had the opportunity to become good friends with a woman she admired and believed she would enjoy. When Grace and Arby came back in the room, she smiled. You hear stories about toilet training being a nightmare for everyone involved. You hear stories about toilet training being a nightmare for everyone involved. There are hits and misses. Grace gave Aubrey a quick squeeze before shutting it down. Aubrey's such a good girl. Aren't you, sweetie? I don't want my pants. I get a nigga full piggyback. When Anna roared with laughter, Grace once good naturedly. And bribery works. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> I should finish up. Are you in a hurry? Not really. Tosses Grace glanced at the kitchen clock, but her by her judgment, he said she'd be back for at least an hour. Maybe you can keep me company while I put this sauce together. I suppose I could. It had been, she couldn't remember how long it had been since she just sat in the kitchen with another woman. The simplicity of it nearly made her sad. There's a show that Aubrey likes to watch that's just going to If it's all right, I, I'll settle her down with it and I can do the rest of the vacuum when it's over. Great! Anna slid her tomatoes in the pot to let them simmer and I've never made spaghetti sauce from scratch, Grace said when she came back in. I mean, all the way from fresh tomatoes. Takes more time, but it's worth it. Grace, I hope you don't mind, but I heard what happened the other night at the bar where you worked. Ah, surprise me. Grace blinked and forget to memorize the ingredients Anna had set up. Ethan told you. No, you have to pull on Ethan's tongue to get him to tell anything. <laughs> Anna wiped her hands on the bib apron she put on. I don't want to pry, and I don't have, but I have some experience with sexual assault. I want you to know you can talk to me if you need to. It wasn't as bad as it could have been if Ethan hadn't been there. She trailed out, discovered that, thinking about it, so Mary cold inside. Well, he was. I should have been more careful. Anna had a quick flash of dark road, a white of gravel against her back, and she was struggling. It's a mistake to blame yourself. Oh, I don't. Not that way. I didn't deserve what he tried to do. I didn't encourage him. The fact is, I made it clear I wasn't interested in more his hotel bed. But I should have locked up after Steve left. I wasn't thinking that was careless. I'm glad you weren't hurt. I could have been. I can't afford to be careless. She glanced at the door where, where the bright music and Aubrey's bright laughter came from. I've got too much at stake. Single parenting's hard. I see the problems that can come of it all the time. You're brilliant at it. <laughs> now, it was a surprise, but shock. No one had ever called her brilliant at it. I just do. Yeah, since my, my mother died when I was 12, but before that, she was a single parent. When I look back and remember, I see that she was brilliant at it, too. She just did. I hope I'm happy to get it. Just doing it as both of you were when I have time. <laughs> you can't plan it on it. I'm good at playing it, and it's a little, uh, I want to get just I want to give just be married a little time, but yes, I want children. She looked out the window where the flowers she planted were moving. This is a wonderful place to raise kids. You knew Ray and Stella Quinn? Oh, yes. They were wonderful people. I still miss them. I wish I'd known them. They'd have liked you. Do you think? They have liked you for yourself, <laughs> Grace told her. And they'd have loved what you've done for the family. You helped bring them back together. I think they got a little lost for a while after Dr. Quinn died. Maybe they all have to go their own way, just like they had to come back. He didn't stay. He's rooted here in the water, like ill grass. But he drifted, too, and spent too much time alone. His house is around the bend that the river takes away from the waterfront. I've never seen it. It's tucked away.
Jake Long. He likes his privacy. Sometimes on quiet night, if I went walking and was carrying Aubrey, I could hear him play his music, just catch the notes on the air. The wind was right. It sounded lonely. Lovely and lonely. Eyes that were dazed by love saw some things with perfect clarity. How long have you been in love with him? Since like all my life? Grace murmured the gosh. I didn't mean to say that. Too late. You haven't told him? No. <laughs> and even the thought of it, Grace's heart clutched I shouldn't be talking about this. He, he'd hate it. It'd embarrass him. Well, he's not here, is he? Amused and delighted air beam. I think it's terrific. It's not. It's awful. It's just awful. Horrified, she pressed the hand in her mouth. Oh, back is sudden and unexpected. I ruined it. Everything, and now he doesn't even want me to be around it. Oh, Grace? But it was simply fan in her chopping and wrapped her arms around Grace's stiff form and nudged her towards her. I can't believe that. It's true. He told me to stay away. Her voice is mortified. I'm sorry. I don't know what's gotten into me. I never cried. Then it's time you broke tradition. And it tore off a couple of sheets of paper towels and off and said, Go ahead. You'll feel better. You're so stupid. Damn, broke Grace Dobbin. There's nothing so stupid about. There is. There is. I made it so we can't even be friends anymore. How did you do that? And uh, I was pushing myself at him, I guess I thought, after the night he kissed me. Kissed you? And repeated and immediately began to feel better. He was mad. Grace pressed her face into the towel, breathing deep until she came to Grace. So after what happened at the pub, I've never seen him like that. Known him most of my life, but never knew he could be like that. I'd have been scared if I hadn't known him. The way he tossed that man aside like he was a bag of feathers. And he had this look in his eyes that made him them hard and different. And decided to live. Exciting. <laughs> oh, it's horrible to think that. Are you kidding? <laughs> Anna reached over and squeezed her hand. I wasn't even there and I'm excited. With a watery laugh, Grace wanted to I don't know what came over me. He was yelling at me. Got my back up and we had a fight. When he took me home. He was saying that I should quit my job and talking to me like I lost every working brain cell in my head. Typical male reaction. That's right. And abruptly angry all over again, I said, It was just typical, and I never would have expected that from him. Then when we were going around, we were at, you were absolutely delighted in the He was kissing me, and I was kissing him back, and it was wonderful. All my life, I'd wondered how it would be. And then he, there he was. And it was better than anything I'd ever imagined. Then he stopped and said he was sorry. And it goes right, oh, Ethan, you idiot. You told me to go inside. But just before I did, he said he thought about me. That he didn't want to, but he did. So I hope the things would start to change. I'd say they changed already. Yes, but not the way I hoped. The day you and Cam came back, I was here when I got home. It seemed like maybe. But he took me back to my house. He told me he thought... It through, and he wasn't going to touch me again, and I was to steer clear of him for a while. So, so I am. <laughs> and I waited a moment, then shook her head. Oh, Grace, you idiot! <laughs> when Grace found Anna leaned across the table. Obviously, the man wants you, and it scares the hell out of him. You have the power here. Why aren't you using it? The power? What power? The power to get what you want if you want. If what you want is Ethan Quinn, you just need to get him alone and seduce him. Grace Norton, seduce him. Miss seduce Ethan, I couldn't do that. Why couldn't you? Because I, there'd be a simple logical reason. I don't know. I don't 
think I'd be good at it. I bet you'd be great at it, and I'm going to help you. You are? Absolutely, Anna Rose with her sauce with her thing. When's your next day off? Tomorrow? Good. That's just enough time. I'll keep I keep bothering for you overnight, but that might make it too obvious. And we'd better be subtle. Is there something you trust with her? Is there someone you trust with her? My mother's been wanting to take her overnight, but I couldn't. Perfect. You might feel inhibited with the baby in the house. I'll figure out how to get him over there. Turn around, study grace, cool classic look, big sad eyes. The man was already a gun. You want to wear something simple but vitamin. Consider each type of fingertip against your teeth. Pastels would be best. A fragile color, soft green or pink. Because her head was starting to spin grace, but you know, you're going too fast. Well, someone has to. At this rate, you and Ethan will still be circling each other when you're 60. No jewelry, she added. Just the bare minimum of makeup. Wear your usual set, too. He's used to it. It'll say something to him. Anna, it doesn't matter what I wear if I doesn't want if he doesn't want to be there. Of course it matters. As a woman who had a long-term love affair with clothes, she was very nearly shocked at the suggestion. Men don't think they notice what women wear unless it's next to nothing, but they do subconsciously, and it helps click the mood or the image. Lip purse. She had a fresh basil off and got out of skeleton for sauteing onions ago. I'm going to try to get him over there to close the sunset. You should light some candles, put on music. The Quins like their music. What would I say to him? I can only take you so far here, Grace, Anderson, darling. And I'm betting you'll figure it out when the time comes. She was far from convinced of that. Well, new sense began to romance hair right where your lip. It feels like I'd be tricking him. And your point would be, Grace chuckled and gave up. I have a pink dress. I bought it for Steve's wedding a couple years ago. And it glanced over her How does it look on you? Well, Grace looks gracefully. Steve's best man in only before they cut the cake. Sounds like a deal. I still don't. I still don't. Grace stopped as her mother's ear caught the tickling music in the living room. That's the end of the Bobby show. I have to finish up in there. She rose quietly, panicked at the thought of Ethan coming before she was gone. Surely enough, she felt must show on her face. And I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I just think it's gonna—it's not gonna work. Ethan knows his own mind, and it won't hurt him to come around to your house to see you in a pink dress. Philip, it flew out of her. Does Cam ever win an argument with you? On a rare occasion, but never when I'm at my best. Grace Ed towards the door, knowing that Aubrey's sit and behave time was nearly up. I'm glad you come home early today. Anna tapped her wood through on the purple pot. Me too. End of chapter nine.